Nikita Brooks here. Welcome to the Single Moms Brunch Podcast. Yes, we are going to chat it up, ladies. Yes, we are. Where we have conversations about mindsets, opportunities, money, and definitely success. Go grab your mimosa, your eggs benedict, or maybe even your egg or waffle and join the conversation. Hey there, entrepreneurs and moms, Lakita Brooks here. Welcome to another episode of the Single Moms Brunch Podcast. And today we are going to talk about family, the good and the good riddance. Yep, that's basically where I'm at. Like even my voice hasn't even been right since I've been dealing with all of this family drama, hurt, heartache, pain. And those are the things we're going to going to talk about today. And if you're a person who wants to make money and make a difference, join the community at makemoneyandmakeadifference.com in order to get support from a community of entrepreneurs who also desire to to have more impact, more money, and more time for self-care, family, and travel. So today, you know, yesterday I had a, a big blowout with my with my sister yesterday. And this morning I was up in the middle of the night, like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., you know, just just crying and just like just feeling so much hurt. And it was just like, you know what, Lakita, like you have to take your power back because I read a post yesterday where it was saying how don't let someone take your power to the point it takes you out of character or it it hinders your progression or it stunts your growth. And I realized like throughout my entire life, this is just being really real with you all. Throughout my entire life, I feel like I was born in a family who who loved me. Some people love me genuinely and unconditionally. Some people just love me, you know, just because a lot of people have just tolerated me because I realized that I'm different. And, you know, it's it's interesting that even when I was young, my aunt Nikki didn't mean anything by it or it wasn't nothing offensive. But when I think back even to my childhood, my aunt Nikki would say jokingly, that's my white niece, which implied, you know, I've always, you know, been different. And now as an adult, it has definitely caused a lot of riffs and and I'll just tell you a little bit about my childhood when I was growing up so I'll just say this caveat first the reason why on this podcast so this podcast is definitely very just letting you know it's gonna be about family it's about single momhood you know things of that nature so we're not necessarily talking about business um like we normally do so just kind of giving you the heads up but one of the reasons why I've prided myself on being that present parent and providing financially for my daughter, you know, even as a mom that's single, like I wanted to live the life of a married Caucasian woman and be able to do the play dates and all that stuff, even as a black woman who was single, who's not only, you know, supporting my kid, like being there for them mentally and emotionally, but also being the provider. And the reason why that has been something that has been so near and dear to me, even to the point of quitting my job at the Department of Veterans Affairs in February 2019 to homeschool my daughter, 
because she was having issues in school that that has been so near and dear to my heart because of my own childhood because I do appreciate and I thank my mom for being a mom that was financially supportive so that's one thing I would definitely say throughout my life I probably would not be where I'm at today if it was not for her being a financially supportive parent so I thank her for that but in the midst of being a financially supportive parent I think the thing that my mother and my sister, they don't realize is that I grew up with a different mom. Like my mother and my sister, they are really, really, really close. And my sister and I were eight years apart. So between us having a huge age gap and just having very different personalities, just the dynamics of my of my childhood and my household growing up to me didn't allow for us to really have that close relationship that a lot of siblings have regardless of age gap. So I grew I, my mom that I grew up with was a mom who was married. It was my sister and there was three other step siblings. So I grew up with a mom who worked a lot. And like I said, provided, you know, financially and I'm very thankful for that. But that's the mom that I grew up with versus my sister. She grew up pretty much when I went out to college. It pretty much was her and my mom since she was about. I don't know, eight or nine years old, roughly, let's see, 17. Yeah, so roughly about nine years old, I'm going to say approximately. So from the age of nine until she became an adult, it was just her and my mother in the household because my mother no longer had all the additional family members. So their relationship and their closeness is different. Now, it was very turbulent, you know, initially because of a lot of different things. But regardless, it was just the two of them. So just like it was just the two of them. So their relationship was different. Just like me and my daughter, it's just the two of us. So we have a close relationship just because it's the two of us. And I have a, you know, a co-parent who decides to co-parent occasionally. But regardless, that was kind of my childhood and my upbringing. So needless to say, so when I say these things, me and my sister have never been close. Like we're sisters and we talk to each other because we're sisters, but not necessarily like, oh my goodness, this is my girl. This is my best friend. You know, none of those different things. So I I probably talked about it last year when we took our Africa trip. So it's been a series of things that's been brewing and brewing and brewing that pretty much as of today, like I said, at about two or three o'clock a.m. this morning, I said, you know what? I am taking my power back. I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired of arguing. I'm tired of fussing with family. I'm tired of all of it. And at this point, I'm, I pretty much am, am drawing a line and saying, and saying the family that rocks with me, they rock with me. And my family that does not rock with me, we can be dead to each other forever. And that is truly how I feel. And that is that is the stance that I'm taking. Because at this point, I'm going to be dead, okay, by the age of 42, if I have to keep arguing and fussing with family members. Because, you know, it's one thing to disagree with a family member. You know, it's one thing to not like what someone says. You know, all those things. That's one thing. But it's another thing when you want to constantly take it to belittling, taking it to name calling, exhibiting bully type behaviors, you know, cursing people out. Like it, it takes it to a whole nother level when those elements are brought in. And it's like, you know what? It's, you know, I, I kept wondering what was it that upset me so much and what was it that really bothered me? And it's been over a year at this point. And 
I realized that's the piece. It's not the fact of disagreeing or not liking what somebody has to, you know, how they feel or whatever. It's the it's the bullying piece. And it's like, you know what? I refuse to be bullied at the age of 41. I pay my own bills. I take care of my child. And yes, my family is still supportive when it comes to my daughter. And I'm very thankful of that. But at this point, I'm no longer accepting being called names being talked down to, being cussed at just because you don't agree. I'm done with that. So like I said, far as I'm concerned, the family that rocks with me, they rock with me and the family that doesn't, we can be dead to each other and keep it moving. And that's, and that's the God honest truth on this wonderful Sunday, glorious cold morning in Florida. Cause I, I'm tired of it. Cause you know, we've had issues like little, little nitpicky things. I would say forever. But last year after my birthday, once we took the trip to Africa, we had like a really big falling out. And once again, it couldn't just be, you know, let's disagree or have a, a, a conversation about disagreeing with each other. No, it had to be the name call and all that stuff. So honestly, it's been a year since I've really since I've been to any family functions because I haven't felt like being bothered with my sister. I haven't been to any family functions and. And, you know, and with that, you know, it's, it, I was hurt, but it wasn't like dire, you know what I'm saying? It was just kind of like, I was hurt. I was good, but I was still being able to be productive. I was still able to write my social media content on LinkedIn, on Facebook. And that was something that we fell out about something that I wrote. And, and the crazy part about my post was that. I have been mindful of how I write and what I write to be mindful of my family. But moving forward, I'm not going to be because at this point, I don't have nothing to lose because my family, some of my family has turned against me anyway. So at this point, whatever comes up, it's going to come up. And that's just going to be it at this point. But at that moment in time where there was a big bolt, bolt, blow up about my social media posts, I actually actually was mindful of what I wrote and what I shared because I was conscious of it. And, and the thing I think that bothers me is that no one ever asked, Wakita, what's going on? What was your thoughts? What made you say that? Like, your why? Like, nothing. It's always accusatory and based on straight assumptions. Nobody ever asked. Never. And, this, and the crazy thing is my mom said to me, well, you started it. And it's like, what? Regardless, if you feel like I started something or if you feel like what I did was wrong, that still does not justify my sibling being belittling, being uh, exhibiting bullying behaviors, name calling, cursing me out, all kind of stuff, threatening. It does not it does not justify that. There's a way that you communicate with people and I'm tired of being communicated to in that particular way. So even when it comes to my mom, even when I was, I had an issue when I, um, I was engaged at once and she always wanted, you know, to me, she took their side too. It's like, yes, I've grown up and I've been known as the person that's selfish, but I realize it's not the fact that I'm selfish. It's the fact that I'm just not sacrificing myself. For everybody, if it means like I'm not going to be the person that's overwhelmed, stressed, burnout and all those things because I've decided to stretch myself too thin. That's not me. And even now in today's world, even I've had friends say to me now as an adult, 
you know, Lakita, I used to feel like it was so selfish growing up and I just didn't, you know, I didn't get it. And now I finally understand why, because they've been that people pleaser. They've been a person to overextend themselves all the time. And then that has taken a toll on them. So because, yes, I am probably selfish in a lot of ways. But when it comes to doing the things that I need to do for the people I need to do it for and supporting the people that I need to support, I always come through, period. Even when it came to my sister, I've supported her. So, you know, it's just very, you know, it's very frustrating. It's very disheartening. And at this point, I am tired. But I would say after that last year, it's been like a year since I've been to a family event because I just was like, I don't feel like being bothered. I don't have to deal with it. You know, recent what took an actual toll on me, like I still been able to um, do my social media posts. And I'm still be able to work. And I'll just say this and work has definitely changed. Like, you know, before I used to always talk about the trips and just having my VA grant, uh, my quarter million dollar VA grant, working with veterans on life skills and life coaching training. And that has changed. Even I still have that great grant. But in addition to that, you know, have, recently having some presentations, which was great with social work students on Helping them to map out their social work career. Also doing the BIPOC groups um, for diversity. Also doing some corporate wellness stuff with SHRM. Also starting to do retreats for black business women. So there's a lot of things that I have going on far as my business. In addition to what I was already doing with the VA. So just business life is definitely way more busy or way more overwhelming so I really and truly do not have the mental and the emotional capacity to deal with all the extra stuff, all the belittling, all the degrading, all the cursing out. I don't have it in me. You know, like I was able to still be functional this past year with dealing with some of that stuff and still doing my social media content and the other stuff. But at this point, I ain't got it in me. Like I'm holding on by by a thread and it made me realize like, you know what? It, it made me think about one of my uncles. They committed suicide. And I said, you know what? I see why my uncle committed suicide and no, I'm not, you know, suicidal or anything like that, but I can see why he did it. I had a cousin and I was growing up who moved away to Alaska and I could never understand why would they move away to Alaska all the way to Alaska to get away but now I can see why because of things like this and being around people who have bullish tendencies and feel the need to curse you out and and talk down to you and call your names and all that type of stuff I can see why now because sometimes it just becomes too much and at this point I'm either gonna be dead or I'm going to just need to walk away from my family and support the people that I need to support when I'm when I'm called and that's it because at this point, it's just too much. I just can't. And like I said, I'm not suicidal. I'm not going to kill myself. And I'm not homicidal because I have a whole career. So I can't kill anyone because, you know, I'm a whole social worker in real life and I'm an LCSW. So definitely no homicidal thoughts either. So I'm making the choice to take my power back and just remove myself from the situation and talk to the people who I desire to talk to and to the people who do love me and who do appreciate me and who do welcome me. And it doesn't mean that they don't disagree with me. No, they can disagree with me. That's fine. But the way you disagree with me matters. 
And at this point, I'm no longer tolerating being bullied and talked down to and all that, cursed at and called names. And recently, the thing that has really impacted me from being able to write is that my grandmother became ill. And I'm probably one of the few people, there there are a few other people, but one of the few people that's really close to her who actually visited her when it's not a family gathering, like literally went to go see her one-on-one, one of the few. So we've talked about a lot of things and this is, and part of the problem also is that I worked as a hospice social worker. So I see what life can be like for family members and even just the individual themselves that's ill when it's time for end of life. So we've had discussions about this, you know, pre her being sick about just not wanting her life to be extended, not wanting to be on tubes and all that type of stuff. Now I didn't get all the details back then because I didn't think to get the details and I didn't get it in writing. So that was on me, but those were things that had been said to me. So when my grandmother became ill, you know, I did end up going to the hospital to ask the question because I felt like nobody was actually asking her what she wanted. Yes, I understand that there was an emergency and people did what they needed to do. But once she became awake, no one was asking her what she wanted. And that's what I did. And I gave her a voice. And as a result of that, you know, my sister actually told me that I was the devil yesterday and I tried to kill my grandmother. And at that point, it was like, are you serious? And this is the, and this is what sparked it. This is the kicker is that my grandparents, no matter how anyone else in my family feels about me, my grandparents actually called me yesterday to ask me about doing something for them. And I said, sure. And in that conversation, they told me, you know, where she was going and what was going to happen next. So I just decided to, you know, innocently put in the group chat, what was her next destination And then my sister responds, basically, that the devil tried to kill her on so-and-so date, and God is good. And it's like, wow, I'm the devil now? I'm the devil because I wanted to give my grandmother a voice because nobody was asking her what she wanted? So with, with that, it's just like, okay, this has definitely gone way, 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 way too far. And yeah, now is the time for me to cut the umbilical cord. Yeah, now is the time for me to draw the line in the sand. Yeah, because at this point, I'm going to be dead from stress and and everything else by by next year. And if I'm going to die, I'm not going out because I've allowed family members to stress me out. And as usual, I think my cousin said something. I don't know what she actually said because by that point, I just stopped reading the messages and I went ahead and deleted the group chat because I I have a lot going on when it comes to business. And unfortunately, when you work as a social worker, your job is to solve people problems. And it's people, you're solving problems for people who probably have way bigger issues than what you're dealing with. So to continue dealing with family stuff, I ain't with it. And, you know, I'm quite sure it does hurt my daughter. But at this point, I'd rather be alive for my daughter than being dead because I've gotten so stressed and so overwhelmed and so frustrated and even even a heart and heart and so bitter because of the name of being called names in my family and being talked to and being bullied and all those things. I'm tired. So I say to you, whatever your family dynamics are, you know, we all carry baggage, even me. 
as as the as the social worker. And a lot of times I feel like I'm misunderstood. And I think the thing that bothered that has bothered me in the past is that no one ever asked the question, never asked me, never asked why, or never even had a conversation. Regardless if my mom, my sister, cousin, anybody, none of them ever asked. They just assumed the worst of me. And you know what? Regardless if my fans, certain family members assume the worst of me, there are tons and tons and tons of people whose lives that I've helped and whose lives that I've touched, who love and adore me and appreciate me. And those are the people and the family members that I'm going to be there for, that I'm going to support. And I'm no longer allowing anyone in my space, whether it's by cell phone, whether it's in person, whether it's virtually anywhere that's going to be demeaning or belittling because I don't need it in my life. I have too much to get done. I have really big goals, big dreams, and I still need to be around for my daughter, Azalea. And this right here is not going to be the thing that takes me out. So if you would love to join a community of other individuals who want to make money and make a difference, make sure you go to makemoneyandmakeadifference.com. It will take you to that Facebook group. And then from that, it'll also give you the link to go to when you're answering those questions to actually enroll. I love you all. I thank you all. And I appreciate you all for rocking with me all these years. I am Lakita Brooks. And until next Sunday at 11 a.m., for joining me today at the Single Moms Brunch Podcast. Yes. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and tell all the other moms that you know about it. And you know what, mom? I can't let you go without giving you a free gift. So make sure you go to www.singlemomsbrunch.com. Once again, that is Single Moms Brunch dot com to get your free gift i am lakita brooks and remember you are not a single mom you are a mom that is single